Episode 10 of No Ideas Original, rolling on the budget. Yeah, 10, bro. Yeah, we got a chef in the house for this particular That's episode. We got, we got a chef in our kitchen, Chef Nels. Beautiful Chef Hello. Nels, how are you? I'm great, thank Good you. Good to have you, man. Welcome to No Ideas Original. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here today. Now, we have a ritual that we do at No Ideas Original, and we've been doing it since we started the podcast in conjunction with the quarantine. Before we get started talking about the topic for, for the day, we always go around and just do kind of like a week in review and talk to people and ask them how their week has been and what they've been up to for the week. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with Rob, and then we'll go to you, and I'll close out. Okay. My week... <clears throat> Is as busy as everything because I'm a, I'm a stay-at-home dad. So, you know, I'm doing the stay-at-home dad stuff. Um, I like the Luda. The Luda. Um, the Versus? Yeah, Luda Versus um, Nelly. Yeah. That was pretty dope. I thought there was some throwbacks back in there. It's pretty dope. I enjoyed that. Um, so Dallas has been great. My health has been intact. You know what I mean? So things have been pretty great for the week, man, for me. Yeah. Pretty much. I had a ch- did you? Did you? Nels, you, did you watch it too, the verses? I tuned in for a little bit. I, I couldn't keep a straight face when they started going in on Nelly. They talk, started calling him Nelly Riley. His <laughs> Wi-Fi was looking real yeah, he was crazy. Looking real t- yeah, yeah, he and and Luda, Luda in, in just regular Luda fashion with the jersey, had the chain, his afro was going on. I'm like, yeah, dude. We you know Luda won already. Yeah, <laughs> you won right off the inception. Yeah, they didn't do they didn't do the numbers that the um that the ladies Erica Bad do and Jill Scott did, but they not did decent close. numbers. They though. did decent but numbers, Swiss, but not as close. Swiss did say they had a billion impressions though. They did. So that means yeah. people came I in and out of all, that. Okay, you know the, it yeah. was on for a little while, man. I, I, yo, I didn't even watch all of it. I didn't watch all of it because I'm like, I couldn't deal with Nelly Wi-Fi. I felt like Nelly was on dial-up or something. <laughs> and some of <laughs> Nelly Jones just had me like... I think the funniest one this for me radio was, was when um, I said to Rob, I was like, man, he needs to put the band-aid on his Wi-Fi. And Tiana Taylor actually <laughs> typed that into the little the chat. And I was on. like, see, I'm not the only one that feels like he needs to take that band-aid off his face, put that on his yeah. Wi-Fi, and then they'd be good to go. Yeah, he said that his Wi-Fi was messed up because it was raining, but nah, it was just, he was on like the, the dial-up joint. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't feeling it's it. Crazy. So How was your week, bro? It was, you know, it was high. It was busy. We getting back up to speed with the company. So a lot nice. of work is going into um, to that. I went to deliver, like, our care packages to some of our individuals. It was cool because we had a chance to see some of the clients that I haven't seen in a while. Um, and seeing them in their environment, like, going to their home is a lot different than actually seeing them at our programs. Yeah. That's a little bit more you know, personal, man. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and just thinking about, like, the impression that you've made on them, like, all of them extremely excited to see you. And right, everybody's right, like, oh, when are we getting back to normal? And these are the same people that when they had to come to the program every day, they complained tooth and nail or the attendance was spotty. But now they all really missing the That's program. That's funny that you say that because my day job, we do this, like, connection video call where, like, just a random 15 people will be chosen mm-hmm. to go on a video call to start the week off. Everyone kind of, you know, puts their input. This was the first time that I've had to do it. So I get on and, you know, I have my work from home office set up and everything. And then the backdrop is my library. So as soon as the call starts, the CEO of the company, the person goes, Janelle, we're going to start with you because your backdrop is amazing. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and everyone, you know, that kind of started off. But... 
the fact that people can engage, see each other on the other side of a camera, hear voices they haven't heard in a while, see faces yeah. they haven't seen in a while, it matters for some people. Some people live alone. Yeah, for I'm sure. fortunate for sure. to have a house full, but right. there's a lot of people that live by themselves and they're missing just the that conversation. Yeah. That's, right. yeah, that's very important. Yeah, I had very a chance important. to finish that um, the Fifty Cent book too. Yeah, which is a really I'm not a huge Fifty Cent fan, but I have to say, like his his you book gotta respect him. Is man. not yeah his business acumen. Yeah, that's, is, just that alone. I'm not even worried about the lyrics. I'm looking at from a different lens <laughs> now. Nah, for real, I told you he bought. He got me with vitamin water. Yeah, and I'm saying to myself, book. Yep. Well, how did he get it? How did he do that? Yeah. But yeah. His, his, not, his business acumen. He, right, what he did with his even. book that, that was dope to me is he took his book, like all his concepts, and applied this like real stuff that we, like stories we've seen. Like he talks about his son. He talks about his son's mother. He talks about the members of G-Unit and the business decisions that he made and business decisions that they didn't make and how it impacted his business. Like, he went really deep and personal with it. Because yeah. you would think that they would all be at the same place because they pretty much all started at the same place. Mm -hmm. G-Unit was a collective. They were all on the mixtapes. They were all doing this, pretty much the same things. And everybody said Lloyd was the best one out of all of them. Mm -hmm. But his career never quite made it over. I don't know. He got he look he go into detail in the book about that also why yeah. he feel like I might have to check that out. Yeah, yeah, it's a really a really good book. I you might know? Have to so check that out. so now I got to figure out what the um what the next book is gonna gonna be that I crack open and then we got we continue to have our prime apply, video. Apply ritual. some of that fifty cent here. So apply some of that fifty See, cent. You 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 get the empire and all that going. You 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 you're you're a purist. Like you gotta have the book in your hand or whatever, right? I, I still feel it. I gotta nah. smell it. I gotta look at the words because. For me, when I read, I can take a paragraph and I go through every word. I go to the meaning of the word, why he said it that way. Then I start getting to who the author is. Why would he think that? Mm -hmm. See, and then I'm still on that same page before I get to chapter one, chapter two. So mm -hmm. that's why I don't go through books as fast as you mm -hmm. do because I'll take a paragraph or a chapter and I sit and It's I'm like you're studying it. what you're right. reading to, need, to yeah. really and truly be able That's to take it. I couldn't read like that. I do go through <laughs> books a yeah, lot faster as well. Y'all fly through books. And at times, I find that one book may lead me to want to pick up another book, and I'll be reading two or three mm -hmm. books at the same time, but they still all kind of make sense why I'm reading them all at one yeah, time. You correct. know what I mean? Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, correct. so we got, we got our prime, prime movie ritual where we watch the, the movies on Prime. Nice. Like I told y'all last week, the, those movies. Came up, yeah, you said Whitey just came up with some some classic hits yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. If, if y'all got Amazon Prime, like yo, check out some of those movies. Yeah. yeah. What you watch? What's what's? Let me see. What do we we watch? Show a title um, out there. We watch Maria's Revenge. Maria's okay. Revenge. That's why I was telling you before. Well, Hoops. Remember Hoops? Hoops yeah, yeah, yeah. I said she was in there. Yeah, Jim Jones was in it briefly. Okay. Um, I don't know. Throw out some. What's some other titles talking that we watched? I have all Amazon of them, all Prime, of them kind of go the same, but the I like same. to actually look at the um, the Prime original series that they have on there. Mm, right. So the one I'm going to check out this week is Janelle Monae was promoting that she's in, it's called Homecoming. And this is the second season of it. I didn't even hear about it prior to see her, you know, right. promote about it. So right. I want to go back and look at the first season and check it out yeah. and see what it is and get into the second season of it. Yeah. So I like their, I like their series and the things that they're doing with their series because they're bringing people out from an acting perspective that you're like, oh wow, that's yeah, actually pretty dope. Right. Yeah, right. 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 yeah. Like there's a lot of a lot of content out there now. Like just listening, listening to like different podcasts that people have and. 
you know, yes, people, everybody putting their books out now, all the music that's coming out. Um, so it's an exciting time. No, for is original. Yeah. Well, we did. We did. Janelle, how was your week? What you been up to? Um, my week was good. Like I said, started off with a nice little video call with some people that I haven't seen in a while. Um, still, Nell's Kitchen always, you know, at the forefront of everything I do. I actually made um, a food delivery over the weekend and got a text message from my sister who ordered the food from me because she was going on a little road trip. And she said, that food saved my life because I didn't want to go in any of these restaurants. <laughs> Where'd she go? She went to Virginia Beach. Wow. And she said that it was very different coming out of New York, going into Virginia Beach because no one was wearing masks. So they were looking at her like, why does she have a mask on? Yeah. And she couldn't understand why they didn't. So people were on the beach. They were walking the boardwalk in the whole nine yards. But was, no it, was it crowded? She said it was a decent amount of people. The weather wasn't great. It was actually a little overcast and things like that. So it wasn't great weather. So it didn't have like a flood of people outside. But she actually ended up writing a letter to the hotel that she stayed at because at the concierge desk, no masks. They weren't utilizing the The protective screens. And my sister is a nurse. She works out in the Bronx. So she has literally seen what this has done yeah. to people. So seeing that for her, it was a little disheartening. It's like, wow, people really acting like this thing isn't real. And of course it isn't as real in Virginia as it was in New, in New York, but that doesn't make it any less real. Yeah, but I so, thought it was like a like federal mandate that everybody had to have a mask. It's, it, it's in um, public federal, places, federal. But, 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 who, but literally, who's policing <laughs> these people on the beach? Right. They're not having somebody walking up and down the beach saying, hey, put your mask on, put but your they mask got, on. They got them walking around the hood. <laughs> they got that, for sure. All right now. <laughs> yeah, they, the only thing is they're not going to ask you twice. Right, right. That's it. But that, to me, it, again, it should be across the board or it shouldn't be. I'm going to always do it because I want to protect myself and I want to protect anyone that I come in contact with. Correct. I make a delivery. I have my mask on. I have gloves on. I don't care if I'm delivering to a neighbor. I'm delivering to a family member. Still have to take the same precautions mm-hmm. because across the board, it should have you know a level of consistency to it, how yeah. you're treating other people and how you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah Stay safe out there, man. So... Tell us what inspired you to become a chef and made you decide to start Nell's Kitchen. Well, <clears throat> how much time do we have? I'm kidding. <laughs> um, cooking, it, before even chefing, cooking just became a part of my like every day once I started to have children. Because, you know, you have one, okay, no problem. Then number two comes along. Then number three comes along. Then you realize they eat a lot. So you're going out to eat, you're spending a lot of money, and it just doesn't even make sense because it's like, I can make them better food at home. So I would cook at home and make them meals and everything like that, and then family functions would come up, and I would make food for family functions, and then requests would come in. We want her right. to make this, right. and we want this, and right. you know, black families, boy, it, it, boy they, they, they will, they will they put you to work. Want. They will definitely put you to work. So, from you know, birthday parties for the kids and having family over, and then as they got older, their needs. Like I have literally, my household consists of two pescatarians, 
one with fish and peanut allergies and a husband with dietary restrictions out the wazoo, but also dietary necessities that I have to incorporate into meals. Mm. So then the chef hat came on because now I have to get creative. Now I have to make sure that I'm covering all bases and making sure that, you know, everyone is getting everything that they need nutritionally, but still making sure that it's good too. And you can't get that going to, you can't go to a restaurant and say, oh, I need this, but take out this and do this. They're going to look at you like, huh? We taking it out of a freezer and sticking it in an oven for 10 minutes. It's already freezing. Let this lady out because she's bugging. She's got all these restrictions. And then the restaurants that will make those concessions for you, you're paying for those concessions. Mm -hmm. You can go to Ricardo's in Harlem and say, oh, don't put mushrooms in my this. But a plate is what? $70, $80, $90? So, you know, so that's kind of, it just really just came out of me doing what I love and then having people encourage me and say, hey, why don't you do this for this? Why don't you do it on just on a small scale, but still. So it's funny, um, the development that I live in, my neighbor was having a birthday party for her daughter who's turning 25. But she had just moved to the area, didn't know the restaurants, didn't know any catering companies, whatever. And they were from the Bronx. So to have the food delivered, mm-hmm. it was going to cost so much. Yeah. So we got into a conversation, and she was like, I'll put on my chef hat. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm just joking. They go quite like that. A little bit, though. And we worked out a menu. And, you know, she said, let me know the cost and everything like that. Her and her husband went through everything with me. And it was like a cookout barbecue celebration, birthday party, mm-hmm. whatever. She bought a grill nice. because she wanted to be able to have like jerk chicken and kebabs and all this kind of stuff. And literally gave me full reign of her kitchen for a day. Oh, yeah. She said every single person at that party was like, who is your chef? They <laughs> love the food. And I was just like, I did that? Huh? Me? Lolo me? After that, yeah. I did... Um, a close family friend, they were having a baby shower. I did a baby shower for them. Then their sister-in-law decided she wanted me to cook for her um, baby shower and gender reveal. And then it just kind of just kept Snowball. going and growing Snowball. and growing. Yeah. And here I am. Nice. That's what's up, man. But babe, talk, talk about, I say babe because this is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know so I did. I'm, 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 first I'm, sexual I'm, harassment <laughs> lawsuit. <laughs> Talk about the importance of eating healthy and eating clean. I mean, we already know that as, you know, people of color, we deal with diabetes, we deal with hypertension, we deal with obesity more so than any other. And why is that? Because we're not taking the time to look at the things that we're putting into our bodies and saying, maybe I shouldn't eat this cheeseburger from this place and I should go home and actually grind up my own meat that I'm selecting and make my own because that's the you know Mm -hmm. what you're putting into it when you're making it yourself so even though they give you a menu and they say oh this has this amount of calories and this has this you don't know where do do those numbers come from who's auditing that like seriously (laughs) so so for me again always put in you know the importance of our bodies because once you put it in your body has to figure out what to do with it. Yeah, right. People wonder why they feel sluggish at 10 o'clock in the morning. What did you eat for breakfast? That grits, turkey, bacon, egg, bagel, that all tasted real good. 
but you put a lot on your system before you even started your day. And I think yeah. we talked about having a lot of meat, eating a lot of meat, man. And meat is on our tables at least three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. And it, take, it, it works so hard against the system. When you're trying to be productive and you're tired or you're lethargic and you slow down, because yeah. your body's like, yo, I got to get rid of that burger. I got to get rid of that ham yeah. sandwich this morning. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And we, clean. We, we try to start our days as early as possible, but you want to kind of build up through the day with what you're putting into your body. Right. Like, get, get everything going first before you put the heavy in there. Because right. now, once your metabolism, your blood flow and everything like that, if you do decide, I got a Jonesy for a burger, yeah. you're going to... burger in there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you're going to yeah, yeah. burn it off before you end your day. Because once you end your day and your body is at rest, it's still working. Mm-hmm. It's still trying to mm-hmm. figure out how to break down all of those things that you put into it, yeah. what it means to keep. And what it needs to eliminate. Right. Yeah. That's right. You said, um, you made a distinction. You said, you know, I was cooking and then chefing. Like there is a distinction between cooking Absolutely. and chefing. What do you what do you see as the difference between cooking and chefing? For me, <clears throat> cooking is what I've always done. It's something that's always brought me, you know, a sense of joy. It, it, it's also therapeutic for me to go into my kitchen sometimes and kind of work out whatever I'm dealing with emotionally, you know, getting my hands into Mm -hmm. some food. But then the chef hat came on when I realized that I had a gift when it came to cooking. Because I can now share this idea of healthy eating, of clean eating, of eating in abundance, of eating at home. I mean, we're talking about not even, you know, 20, 30 years ago when it was like, traditional to sit at, at the, the table, table yeah. and gather to have dinner at least two three you times didn't. a week you did eat out at all yeah. and if you did it was on an occasion okay. now i can't tell you how many friends i have conversations with that say oh yeah this one already ate i'm about to go into they don't even gather at their dining tables anymore to eat together <laughs> as a family unless it's thanksgiving christmas or easter most yeah. people's dining table is just a platform for your mail Male sits there now. So your hat, your keys, your phone, everything but a plate and some food. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It, it, it really is. So, you know, when I'm thinking of all of these things and, and saying that, you know, the, the chef part of it is it's sharing it. Right. It's sharing yes. it and bringing to another household or bringing to another occasion that that feeling of home, that feeling of comfort, that feeling that it does not have to come from a name that has a commercial running on the television. You can really and truly... And then when I have conversations with people, they're like, how do you know so much about food? How do you not know so much about it? You're eating it all the time. (laughs) Don't you want to know what you're eating and what it does? And and how it does, the things that it's doing, and what's affecting you and what's not? Like I said, we're the ones suffering from high blood pressure. Put the salt down. Mm-hmm. And the sodium is not just in the salt, it's in the preservatives, it's in the fried, the grease, all of those things that, again, are so accessible to us and taste so good. We want to eat it all the time, mm-hmm. but you can make it. I'm not a fan of the air fryer. Let me just put I was, I'm, I'm going to ask you about that later. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the air fryer, but a lot of people have now kind of gone to this idea that because they're air frying it, that makes my fried food healthy. How come? Are you still salting it and battering it and putting all the stuff on before you put it in the air fryer? It's in the ingredients mm-hmm. of what the air fryer all is doing is cooking it. 
you still have to control what's actually going into it. What do you think about people like in terms of the healthy options? There are people I've heard before say, well, the reason why I don't eat healthy is the cost that's associated with eating healthy. I mean, a lot of people believe that they could go to McDonald's and go on the dollar menu and get a meal and be like, done, here's, here's a meal for somebody. Versus I mean, going into a Whole Foods or something like that and dropping that bag that actually well, going into their pantry and seeing what they yeah. are in their pantry. But, and, and this is, again, this is where, you know, people do your due diligence and just understand what it is that you're eating to begin with. How is it that I can walk into a franchise and get 20 pieces of chicken for $1, but I walk into the supermarket and I can't buy one chicken drumstick for that same dollar? How would they equating that because mm -hmm. they're still in it to make money as well right. so what again what are you taking away from yourself by eating on this you know mm -hmm. assumed budget right. no right. you go into a supermarket there's different ways to do it i have a large family i don't think there is any single one person in my family that doesn't eat a lot but <laughs> just because they're eating a lot it doesn't mean that it has to be bad what they're eating you do when you go shopping look at the products look at the cost Per pound. A lot of people don't even pay attention to the cost per pound. That's why there's a difference between a $20 pack of chicken and maybe a $10 pack mm -hmm. of chicken. What's the cost per pound? What's the company? Whole Foods, they push this idea of everything is organic. Mm -hmm. Everything is organic. And because it's organic, it costs more. Well, that bell pepper that I bought at Whole Foods and the bell pepper that I bought at ShopRite, it cooked the same exact way. Mm -hmm. It tasted the same way. But yet, the brand Whole Foods one was three times yeah. as much money. So, it's, it's, it's the brand. It's the name on the mm -hmm. packaging. If you look at the big, the top companies that own all these smaller companies, they will tell you themselves, <coughs> we repackage the same exact thing depending on which store it's going into. Mm -hmm. right. So, the ShopRite brand is the Stop and Shop brand, is mm -hmm. the Seatown brand, is the Pioneer brand. But they're just packaging it for that distributor. So I would say there's no such thing as I can't afford to eat healthy. Why not? Because yeah. if you're going to spend $5, look at what you need to buy. Spend your $5 the best way. I never go shopping without first planning my shop. Because if I know I need to get oil and vegetables and fruit and everything else, I make myself a list. I know what it is that I'm going out there to get. And I don't go out there with just my pocketbook open. I say, all right, this stuff should cost me around it. Because, again, I'm paying attention to what I'm buying. Mm -hmm. I'm paying attention to sales. There's nothing wrong with a sale. Nothing wrong with coupons. There is mean. nothing wrong with coupons. A sale is needed. A sale is needed. <laughs> because, because if they can sell it to you on sale for that price, why can't they sell it to you for that price all the time? Mm -hmm. Why is... They're a sip. It's because they want to highlight certain items. They also want to kind of get certain yeah, yeah. items out of their warehouse yeah. and push it out. Yeah. You can go into a supermarket sometimes and see five boxes of pasta for a dollar. How come they used to be a dollar each box? Because now they have an influx. They need to kind of get mm -hmm. rid of some inventory. So when yeah. you shop, you pretty much take your time. You go through what it, what it is that you're looking for. You're just not arbitrarily just like, I need chicken. I need this. I need that. You ain't looking at nothing. I, I already know. You read, you read what's on there. You pay attention to what it is that you're putting in your body so that you can feel a different way after you're eating. So you may not have to be out And I, I also kind of mentally meal plan every week. Right. Like, I, I know mentally, all right, this week I want to make fajitas and I want to make, you know, 
salad and whatever. So, so again, keeping that in mind also, I know what it is that I need to buy. A lot of times people get caught up and walk out the store. You ever heard somebody tell you, man, I went in there for two things and I yeah, walked out with this yeah. whole basket. Why? Because then once they're in the store, all of those little signs. It's a sensation like, oh, damn, Oreo with the Oreo cookies. And they see it, and they see for sale and things like that, and it grabs their attention. So now they're buying things. So a lot of people are buying things that they don't even need, but because it's on sale or because it's a good deal, they're just going to go up, up, up. I'm going to get it. That remind me of like you ever seen extreme couponing where people go. I watch that show all the time, and and one of the things that I appreciate about a show like that is it is showing that if you take the time to plan before you go to the store, you can get everything that you need and then some, and not spend a lot of money. Mm -hmm. That's what I take. You have somebody in there like I got five hundred boxes. Oreo, toothpaste, detergent. You got a fallout shelter. And then, in your and house. then they have a stockpile in the middle of their dining room, mm-hmm. shelf upon shelf, all kinds of detergent and this and that. That's great, but that's why when all, when all this started, when, when all this started, that's why we couldn't get cleaning supplies. Extreme couponing. You mentioned the um the the air fryer, and I know the air fryer has become very popular. And as people of color, we love our fried foods. Mm-hmm. Right, so what yes, would you do. say is the best type of oil people should use if they are going to be frying? I mean, it all depends on what you're frying because certain things have to fry at certain temperatures. Mm-hmm. So there are certain oils that just don't hold up to those high heats. So like myself, I, I do use a lot of coconut oil when I cook because mm-hmm. coconut oil is a lot better, but I can't so use healthy. coconut oil to fry anything. It just can't withstand yeah. that 350 to 400 degree temperature. The oil is going to burn. It's going to give a real bad taste yeah. to your right. food. Right. 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 Um, I like to use vegetable oil. I know a lot of people like to use peanut oil because peanut mm-hmm. oil can withstand the high heat. But I have a daughter with peanut allergies. So because I can't, you know, I can't make everything separate, separate, separate. I have to figure out a way to, way, so, right. to make certain things. And... The other thing is, too, everything in moderation. We'll have fried chicken in my house, but not every day. <laughs> like, it'll be, you know, a once every, you know, month or so yeah. like that. But again, expand your idea of food. Expand your your household menu. Make things that you can actually say, wow, I want to make that again. That was really good. And it wasn't heavy, and it wasn't oily, and it wasn't, you know, again, the air fryer, from what I'm told, it can do all kinds of things. It can roast your veggies and yeah, cook your it, french fries. And yeah, yeah, it, 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 it can do a whole lot of things that you can still do yourself. <laughs> like, I, I love a Dutch pot. Anybody who know me can tell you I have at least six of them. And each Dutch pot serves a different purpose depending on what it is that I'm cooking. But the best thing about a Dutch pot or a Dutch oven, pe- some people refer to it as that, is... It literally holds the heat universally mm-hmm. throughout that pot. So everything that's in that pot is going to cook the same way, the same time, mm-hmm. the same everything. The set it and forget it, the push it in and leave it, mm-hmm. the crock pot and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, okay, I guess if, you know, you you have a busy schedule and you want to kind of just have something that could. I'm mm-hmm. not opposed to it either. I, have, I own a crock pot that I use maybe two or three times out of the year mm-hmm. when I'm doing really huge events and stuff like that. But... The air fryer, to me, it, it's 
um, as my brother would say, it, it's a dehydrator. That's really what all it's doing is just taking the, the moisture, the moisture out, of, right. out of the food and giving it that crispness. Yeah. Right, 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 right. I don't know yeah. how I want that. We um, <laughs> probably, it was maybe like, maybe four years ago, I was um, I was at a company, and at the company, they would do, um, they do like cooking challenges, and they had a battle of crock pot versus traditional cooking. And some of the dishes that people made in crock pots, I was like, get the hell out of here. I didn't know you could make that in a crock pot. Like, people was making yeah, yeah, yeah. baked mac and cheese, brownies, all kind of stuff. In my mind, crock pots are like for stews and, yeah. you know, Slow things cooking, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you have an understanding of cooking, I think you can cook anything in any vessel. I literally will never forget, um, we were at my brother's house one summer, and my dad decided to, like, make us a fire pit. And he literally took like an old steel drum, old rim, dug, old rim from a car, from a car, yeah. dug a hole into the ground, dropped it in there, and was like, "All right, what y'all want me to cook?" And I was just like, "Word, <laughs> that's <laughs> how we do." So, so if you understand cooking, you understand temperatures, you understand, you know, overall how many things, how right. how long things take to cook, you can cook it. And so, yeah, you could make brownies in a crock pot if you understand. Because you're literally just putting everything in, you're covering, you're setting it at a certain yeah. temperature and just letting, letting it, it go. Letting it do what it does. It's yeah. the same thing as putting it in a pan and sticking it in the oven. Yeah. I just think, like, sometimes ingenuity goes a little bit too far. Um, That's timing. We, we have, we, we have, a, crazy. We have a, a, a saying um, in our house that's, like, sort of, it's become, like, a coin phrase that we use. So, there's a meal... And there's a meal meal. Okay. Now, <laughs> it's hard. Down, it's, it's, okay, so a meal may be just, you know, burger and fries. Okay. A meal meal may consist of when you start talking about, oh, here's some big chicken. Here's the Vegetables. Greens, oh, it's rice. Rice. You know, all the other stuff. We side got nothing but meal meals happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meal meal meal. We meal meals. Another way to think of uh, to think of uh, meal meal is like, there are times that I've had experiences where we've gone to places, we've gone to restaurants, we've gone to people's houses and everything, and you're under an impression, you're like, all right, you know, this is a get-together, it's going to be a dinner, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and you get, you're you thinking you're going to get a meal meal, and you walk away and you're like, that got was, finger food, that was a meal, that was a meal meal. I got, I got crackers and cheese and some celery and <laughs> I carrots. I got finger food, I got little winglets. <laughs> but, I bring, I bring that up because I don't think meal meals are associated with the quantity of how much food it actually is, I do think that there are people who have the ability to curate a meal and make it, yeah, make yeah, it yeah, yeah. a meal meal. Make it abundant enough for you yeah. to have, feel like you felt like you've eaten a lot. So what would you, what, I guess from your perspective now, is what would you say constitutes like a meal meal? And I try to describe it to the best no, of my I, ability. I, like I said, <laughs> we, we have meal meals in my house pretty much every day. And again, it, it's all about balance. In eating so you know if you want to think about your your balanced plate you have your veggie you have your protein you have your starch mm-hmm. water always like water is always necessary to have on your table to to round out the balance of any meal because you need that water to help move everything along you know break it flush down it. flush it through and right, everything right. like that so you know our every Meal, 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 pretty much <laughs> always keeps those things. Now, you know, when you have teenagers, they want to grab a bowl of cereal. They don't want to put a meal, meal together. 
I cook, so I make sure that they don't want to put the meal meal together, but they still won't eat the meal meal. <laughs> so I'll make a, you know, a baked chicken, and I'll make some salmon for the ones who don't eat the chicken. I'll make rice or um, macaroni and cheese or something like that, and broccoli, you know, mixed veggies, any nice. kind of side that can go with this salad always. I have vegetable eaten people in my house. We mm -hmm. love a salad. We love, salad. We love, love a vegetable. I made a veggie medley that you guys are going to try. I made a salad that you guys are going to try again. Just everything in moderation, you'll be fine. It, and we don't know how to moderate ourselves. Sometimes because it tastes so good, we just keep going. I'm glad you said that, especially in a time and which we're going through now during this quarantine time. What is it that you feel is a, because um, people can't run out to the store, and we, we, we definitely enforce people not to run out to any fast food, but if you got a pantry or something that's already in your cabinet, what are some of your ideas that you might have right in your cabinet, or even what, you share with us, what you're sharing with us today, that comes right out the pantry, where you don't have to run to the supermarket, you don't have to that, that can create a nice Well, meal. your pantry always starts with the way you shop. There are certain things that I feel you should always have on hand. Flour, rice. I'm not opposed to canned beans as long as when you open that can, you rinse the beans off mm -hmm. and get all of that extra stuff off a bit. Um, pasta. A lot of people keep dry pasta, and that stuff can keep for 12 months, 15 yeah. months. A year. So you always have stuff like that. But you can grab that box of pasta, and then you can check your freezer. You might have a bag of mixed vegetables in your freezer you can make yourself a stir fry mm -hmm. just like that you can yeah. go i'm sure a lot of people have you know vinegar and soy and things like that you just have to think about what do i like how do i want this to taste you can throw something together on the fly it doesn't always have to be restaurant grade or restaurant quality it doesn't everything doesn't have to be gourmet to be good and to taste good right. yeah absolutely yeah. so what do you have it seems okay. like you brought some things. I brought some things. So, Straight out of Nell's kitchen. Guys, to start with. Our listeners won't be. Production. Our, our listeners won't be able to. Uh, <laughs> okay, so. For, for our listeners, we have. Um, we have a smoothie that is made by Nell's kitchen. I think. In this, we have blueberries. It mango. is a this particular smoothie that can be made again for all of the people. I don't have time Start to make breakfast deal. and right. do this, and I can't do this. And blah, blah, blah. well, a lot of people have blenders, Nutrisystem bullets, and all this kind of stuff in their house. You can get some frozen fruit that you can keep in your freezer. A couple of key ingredients. So this particular smoothie has blueberry, pomegranate. Mango, spinach. spinach with a little beet and chia seed. And I use coconut water to kind of smooth out my smoothies versus using like a yogurt or uh, anything like that because I'm, I'm not a huge fan of dairy. Um, but the coconut water, it does the trick, and it still it smooths right. out your, your vegetables really, really nicely. It's, it's, it's pretty good, too. Yeah, it tastes good. And you can make that the night before. You can, you know, get yourself a couple of mason jars, invest in some mason jars, and just portion it out. So you can literally grab it in the morning on your way if you're running out 
to do something or if you're working from home like a lot of people are doing right now mm -hmm. and you you know need to get on the laptop because you have a meeting set for a certain time you can just grab a smoothie and start your day so you're not starting your day empty yeah. so and me i'm you know i'm i have a caribbean background so we love to start our day with tea and I push, I'm a tea drinker. Coffee is great mm -hmm. if you like coffee, but I don't drink coffee. Coffee to me, that people like it, that jolt of caffeine that they feel is really waking them up. No, the coffee is actually slowing you down. But that's yeah. what a smoothie is for, because that's what sugar does. And, and it's doing it in place of... Some glucose on correct. it that gives you... Yeah. You eat an apple in the morning, trust me, it'll spruce you up, man. Yeah. So, yes. So... What else do you have for us? I have... I don't know if the missus is going to try. She can if she wants. So here you have some nice and fresh. Just pass that down. Salads, let me grab you. I already know. <laughs> I'm biased. So for our listeners, again, who can't see what we have going on over here, Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm great. Rob doesn't want Shana to enjoy the experience as much as he he's ready to. I'm in rare form, brother. This is just I know what to do. So, so what we have here. This is a pretty simple salad, but again, full of flavors. So it has romaine lettuce, red cabbage, cucumber, um, some cherry tomatoes, and grilled chicken. Super, super simple, but also super flavorful with a homemade dressing that I make um, that has, it's made with apple cider vinegar, a little olive oil, I put a little celery seed in there, gives it a nice little freshness, a little bite with some honey, a little salt and pepper to taste. Very light. Again, yeah. for lunch, it would be, you know, the perfect midday where you feel like, wow, I've eaten something, but you didn't eat something that's so heavy right. that you can't get through the hump of the rest of your day and, you know, your afternoon and what have you. And you I still have dinner. It. You still have dinner. I am a fan of the three meals a day. There's a reason why we eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Because you have to, that's your fuel. So if you're not getting your three doses of fuel, at some point throughout the day, your body is missing something. It's lacking. And then you're trying to compensate. Right. You um, you have, I know now you probably see, like, there's a lot of ongoing talk. I hear a lot of people talking about, like, the intermittent fasting stuff. What's your thoughts on that? I'm not a fan. I don't agree with it. I, I think... Every once in a while, if you want to take a break and give your body an opportunity to cleanse where you're not taking in any solid food and you just want to drink water throughout the day, just to give yourself a break, give your system a break from processing, that's one thing. But that's I see some people do like these seven-day cleanses and yeah. or 10-day fasts. What are you doing during those seven to ten days? Then are you just not going anywhere? Right. Are you not because if you're gonna still have your normal day, like a normal day for me, I get up in the morning, I mm -hmm. work my day job, I'm Nell's kitchening in between and on my breaks, and I'm also taking care of my family. So if I'm not taking in anything mm -hmm. that's going to fuel me to do all yeah, of those no things then I'm not going to have the energy. And when people are starting to feel lethargic and when people are, you know, wondering why they're having a headache or they're feeling a little bit dizzy or whatever, it's because you're not fueling yourself. And you're still... 
Right, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, it's okay, it's okay. Fasting is more of a spiritual uh, uh, discipline. You know what I mean? I, it's not in the disregard of eating, mm-hmm. but it's to eliminate your sensation for wanting to eat because food is so readily available. Food can be, be a big distraction in anything you do when you're trying to get something across. So fasting allows you not to concentrate on food, but maybe concentrate on a bigger principle of what you're trying to manifest or what you're trying to get out. That's why it's called break fast, because you're mm-hmm. breaking. There's a break when you're going to sleep before you wake up and start your day. So, mm-hmm. you know, fasting is good, but it's, it, it, you, have to, you, have to, you have to manage it to, to, a, to a certain level where you don't um, just fast and you're always hungry. You mean, you, you fast, for, 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 for a purpose, pretty much. So just out of curiosity, how much how much does it cost to make a salad like this? Because we're talking about boiling on a budget. So really and truly, that's less than $5 in your hand. Between the romaine, the cabbage, all of the ingredients that go into the dressing itself are things that people will already have in their pantry. And the most expensive thing in it is the chicken. And I use chicken breast. I cut the chicken breast in half before I even grill it. So you can actually make this, you know, a few times over from one pack of chicken. Again, depending on where you shop and how you shop and everything like that. But that salad in itself is less than $5. And you can make that and have that for your lunch for a couple of days if you make it all at once and kind of portion it out. Right, 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 right. So you made some other dishes also. You want to tell everybody what the other dishes are? Okay, so we'll go down the line. So there's a veggie medley that you have in front of you, which, again, this veggie medley, a full plate of it is under a dollar. I am not opposed to buying frozen vegetables, but I don't believe in buying frozen vegetables and having them live in your freezer for years. They should be used (laughs) within a few weeks of you buying them. And I take a couple of different kind of vegetables. I use Brussels sprouts, mixed vegetables. You can throw some corn in there if you like, spinach, broccoli. And I literally just throw it into a pot with, again, coconut oil. I use the coconut oil to saute some garlic and some tomato and um, just just to get some flavor Flavor, in there. And if you want, you can add, I know, you know. People are opposed to vegetables for some reason. People just, I don't want a vegetable. But you can make vegetables taste really good. Absolutely. absolutely. You could throw some pumpkin in there. You know, all my Caribbean, shout out to y'all because we love to cook with pumpkin because it's good. It adds a depth and a body of flavor Mm -hmm. to your food that otherwise, you know, wouldn't be there. Once you understand your taste buds and you know how you want something to taste, that's when you get into the kitchen and turn into the mad scientist. Because nice. you can literally throw it. Th- or you can even take things out. Like I said, I have two kids you in my household who don't eat meat. You and your brother are chemists when it comes to food. Because we understand flavor and we understand. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I can't take all of the credit for that. It's just Shout out to Real that- Edible Treats, too. <laughs> <laughs> on it's just something that comes from, I think, lineage, heritage, you know, in the South, they learned how to cook from Big Mama, and right. you know they had that staple in their family. 
I got the opportunity to watch my grandmother cook, my mother cook, my father it, it cook, to learn from all of them, to learn how they put food together, how they put flavors together, and watching them and everything that they do. And, and we are not afraid to be experimental with certain things. Mm -hmm. My dad, you know, watching him do the things that he did and to create with his own hands. My father built his own record shop. He built his own studio in the basement of that record shop. He's literally said, I'm going to have this business and I'm going to make it the way I want it. I'm not going to let anyone else visualize my vision. And he built it with his own twin and built a successful business in the early 90s. Shout out to Hammer Records on Dyer Avenue in the Bronx was where everybody came for their new sounds and also where they came to record. So seeing that and being inspired by that creativity and looking at what my, my father literally buying the wood, cutting the wood and everything, that's where the budget comes into with the food. Mm -hmm. Looking at things and saying, what can I make with this limited amount of resource? I have literally three bags of frozen vegetables. What can I do? You can do a whole lot yeah. because you can take that veggie medley after you make it and you can put it into a pocket and make an empanada. Mm -hmm. Or you can steam some rice and eat it with the some rice. rice. Yeah. So again, for me, having you know the, the food differences in my house with those that don't eat meat versus those that do, I will substitute certain things. Instead of cooking with chicken broth, which a lot of people I know use to add flavor, or chicken bouillon cubes mm -hmm. and things like that, I can't use that. I'll use a vegetarian stock. Has good flavor to it still. Mm -hmm. You can make your own stock if you don't want to buy vegetable stock. Because buying the vegetables and make it's literally stock is just what? You cook it down, you strain the liquid, yeah. Yeah. and that's how you have your stock. So mm -hmm. When you're looking at prices, oh, oh, if you older look at people, older people call it pot liquor. <laughs> All right, old man, you would know that. You would know that. Pot <laughs> so that's, even that's, the, that's that little corner after you get all the greens out. Uh, yeah. You drink that. Boy, I'm telling you, it run right through you. <laughs> Clean you up. Clean you up real Whoa. good, boy. You a man. I, listen, you a I know. I know. Pot liquor. What other dishes do you have? For so us? I made a <coughs> black bean and just with a fried green plantain. And the black beans, again, in this preparation, I used canned black beans. I just rinsed them off really well because it cooks down a lot faster. You could use the dried beans. You can literally buy a five pound bag of dried black beans for about six bucks. And that can feed you multiple times. So if you think about, I can buy a five pound bag of beans for six dollars mm -hmm. and I could buy a 20 pound bag of rice for about ten to twelve dollars. Mm -hmm. That's a month. That's so for under twenty dollars you can right make there. rice and beans. Now again I'm not saying that people want to eat rice and beans every day of the week but if you think about how you're shopping and what you're spending on you're not spending a lot of money. I'm not spending a lot of money on food unless I choose to and when I choose to it's because you know what my honey loves scallops. I'm gonna Something make him some scallops, yeah, but I'm not gonna buy yeah. the, you know, the little funky looking ones. I'm gonna get him. He's a big man. He deserves to have some good scallops. Nice. <laughs> Every but but who you know you don't eat like that all the time either. Again, balance, moderation, understanding food, understanding flavor. You can literally buy a green plantain. I think they're a dollar. Right. So so all in all. That black beans, and if you wanted to pair with rice with that plantain, you still made an entire meal for less than five dollars. Meal meal. Yeah. And it's a meal meal because yeah. you feel full after you eat it. 
you feel as though you kind of covered all of your bases in your palette because the black beans do have, you know, texturally, but then the the plantain adds a little bit because you hit it with a little salt after you cook it. It turned black beans into burgers, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, black bean burger. Yeah. 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 That's pretty good, bro. You yeah. do like a good black bean burger. And then the last thing that I have is probably the most expensive price-wise, but still not expensive depending on where you buy your food. I made a curried shrimp with the, uh, it's curried coconut shrimp with just some regular plain white rice. Again, using the coconut milk to build your sauce that you're literally because shrimp take no time to cook right. so you're more so building the flavor and making that cook so i add coconut milk some ginger which is very good for you you know the color of curry comes from the turmeric which is also very good mm -hmm. very flavorful some tomato garlic again anything that you you know from a flavor perspective that you can enjoy and it's not expensive the most expensive thing that's in that bowl is the shrimp depending on where you buy your shrimp and in, in, in quantity will depend on, you know, how much it costs. But I buy my shrimp when it's on sale. So I think I can get a good two pounds of shrimp for under $20. So logistically, you really don't have to <clears throat> panic when you don't have the things readily accessible. Go in your pantry and there's some things in there you can put together. Very flavorful based on your, 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 your flavor profile or your palate. Absolutely. And you can put some ice in your This is beautiful, babe. I mean, yeah. I'm biased, but <laughs> nah, it's, it's, trust it's me, really man. good. Yeah. And I tell people this lady can cook. She's she's at she's at the best of it, man. And I, mean, I think it's about being thoughtful when you cook. That that's you know some love the, the, in it, the chef mm -hmm. quality. Being thoughtful when you're when when someone said because I feel like a lot of times people have ideas of food without really understanding food because they want you to make something like, oh, can you just make that? Well, do you actually know what goes into making <laughs> that? No, they really don't. They're just no. like, oh, just, just make that. that. I I, want, right, I, I want, want that. that. So, But I like to have those conversations. Give me, a, give me an example of like something somebody may ask you that, like like what you was just describing. That. I have a wonderfully beautiful sister who loves banana pudding. <laughs> and whenever I can, I will make banana pudding for her. But anyone who understands banana pudding and what's in it, that's not something that you should necessarily make to just have sit. Banana pudding really only lasts in your refrigerator for about two to three days. Yeah, before the bananas start Before the bananas out. start to turn and everything like that. So when someone says, oh, can you make me a huge bowl of banana pudding? I can make it for you. But then what are you going to do with it? Because it's not going to last very long. <laughs> you can't eat that by yourself. You definitely you can't that. eat that by yourself. So, you know, when it comes to people, again, with these ideas of and these requests for, I don't like to make things like whiting. I love to eat fried whiting, mm -hmm. but I don't really like to make those for an event that I'm catering unless they have the space for me to cook it on site. Mm -hmm. Because once you fry it, you need to eat it. You don't want to reheat fried whiting. It yeah. doesn't have that same crunch. You want that crunch of like the cornmeal batter mm -hmm. that you put on it. You want it to still be hot. You make that. You cover it. Then the steam gets to it, and then it's it gets loose and, inside. And, and then yeah. it's just not as good. So there not are enough. there are some requests that I get that unfortunately I have to turn down. A lot of people want my red velvet chicken and waffles. Well, do you have Wait, a space? Wait, say that again. Red velvet chicken and waffles. <laughs> 
I make you the You said nonchalantly the... slip that in. <laughs> <laughs> red velvet chicken and waffles. Red velvet, my name. Red velvet waffle Which with... Which is the baby's favorite. With... Actually, she... You taught the baby I how to did make teach it. Her how she to just make made it she just two made, days ago. She just and made we was in the house killing it. Yes, with a homemade um, cream cheese cream base, cheese sweet base. glaze. Very, very good. We don't even and need no syrup, bro. Very yeah. good. Very heart healthy. If you make, a lot of people like to use the um, pre-made pancake mix mm -hmm. or cake mix to make it. You can actually make flour, cocoa powder, bread food coloring to give it the cut. Like again. Look at things now with the internet, you can literally yeah. find a recipe for everything online. I don't trust every recipe sometimes, they, they throw <laughs> things in there, and I'm like, uh, I, I will, I'll look up a recipe for something I've never made before, and I'll omit certain things, and I'll add my own little spin to it, and I'll make it mine. When you look online and you see recipes, do they usually have the picture of the person who's no. Put it together. No. Is that important? Cause I'm just, just how I look. How I'm wide. I'm be honest with you. I'll be looking. I'll be like, mm, you look like you look you're like salt you salt and pepper. You know what's funny? No adobo. You know what's funny? You look like no adobos. I actually I watch a lot of cooking TV. A lot of it because I feel like if this is my craft, I have to always stay on point with my mm -hmm. craft and see what else is out there and. I watch some of these home chefs, some of them are professional chefs, whatever you want to call them, restaurateurs, and I'm looking at them, and some things that they do sometimes, I, I am a little baffled by. Like, <laughs> when they open up the paper packaging and they undo the twine, and they just pull that chicken, slap it on a cutting board, and get to work. You're not even just going to get that little vinegar wash, a little rinse, no, we're not going to do that, okay. All right, you know, to each his own, I guess. Or when they put things together that you just say to yourself, how can that possibly taste good? Like, good yeah. like, I've seen them make these variations on macaroni and cheese that just make my heart say, no, ma'am, I will not. <laughs> I refuse. So, you know, again, I like to watch that versus even just looking up an online recipe because I want to see how they put it together mm -hmm. and what their end result is. Because, you know, there's a lot of TV magic that goes on with these uh, cooking yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there are other cooking shows where you're literally watching them go through the process. Mm -hmm. And those are usually like the competition shows right. where they're, you know, cooking for a prize and everything like that. But even watching those, what they would call an amateur chef, throw things together, I get ideas from them. I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. I never would have thought of taking... You know, a store-bought rotisserie chicken and breaking that up and making a chicken salad out of it. You yeah. know what I mean? But that's yeah. actually something that they do. What's the, um, into the audience, Tanya, what's the show that you, that we were watching, I don't know if it was on Netflix, but it was the, um, the People Cooking with CBD with Khalees. Um. Oh, Bong Appetit. Bong Appetit. Yeah. That's, a, that's an exciting show. They don't just use CBD, bro. I love they to watch that show. They use the good show. stuff, too. Do you see when, when, so. they, when they go to the pantry to see what oh. they have to work with, I, and they open that. those doors, and it's like, oh. <laughs> they <laughs> have weeks, everything huh? from oils to powders to, sugar. to infused salts. Mm -hmm. And, oh, my gosh, it How is literally... From a, from, from a chef's perspective, that, to me, it's like a 
uh, just a whiteboard that I'm ready. It's like a white train that you want to graffiti like in the 80s. Like, yo, you could do it's, anything it's another, with that. It's another set of ingredients outside of your regular salt, pepper, mm-hmm. adobo. You just have another section. And contrary to what flavor. people believe, you're not just cooking with this herb for the purpose of elevation. It actually does bring, like any other herb, rosemary, thyme, mm-hmm. mint, they're all in the herb benefits, family. Yeah. This is in the herb family as well. There's actual benefits to it, mm-hmm. different things from a flavor perspective. That it, When I saw them turn that into an ice cream, I said, yes, Lord, this yeah. is what I need to be doing. The one episode but I don't have that I watched, <clears throat> the one episode that I watched, there was a dude that, I think that was like a vegetarian or something like that, and the dish looked so good, the dude was like, I'm going to, I'll give that a try. I'll taste that. Right. I was like, wow. Blown away. Like, <laughs> he'd be like, the dude was like, yeah, I, haven't, I haven't ate meat in years, but I'm going to give that a try. There, there are times when um, I'll make certain things at home and my pescatarian child will look at it and say, well, that sure look good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lifestyle choice. About to make somebody fall off the wagon. It, it, it's, <laughs> listen, it's a lifestyle choice that they've committed to. They've decided to eliminate meat from their diet. And it's one that I fully and completely support. And I cook to support their habit. It actually started... For me years ago and that's why I say this journey of cooking I feel like it's just been my life it literally has been taken you know on different phases but from very very early on from me cooking out of one of the places that I lived in I had a back door and my back door was right off of the kitchen mm-hmm. so I would always keep the door open you know a nice fresh breeze while mm-hmm. I'm cooking my next door neighbor used to cut hair in the back of his house one day he came and he just lightly tapped the door Hey, how you doing? Janelle, what's going on? Da, da, da. We started talking. He said, so what are you cooking? <laughs> he said, I have huh? a customer over here who has been smelling whatever you're cooking for the last 20 minutes, getting his cut. He want to know if he could buy a plate off of you. <laughs> I said, he want to buy a plate of my food? And sure enough, he paid me, I think it was probably like 6 or $7 for a plate of food. Nice. But then every time someone would come over for a cut, all of a sudden it's like, can you let me know what you're doing? Because I got I'm such and such coming over. The barbershop got a kitchen in it. That might kinda, be a business idea. And it kind of started from there where now all of a sudden, and I used to grill in the backyard. I lived at the time right next to the schoolyard. So there would be kids running around in the schoolyard playing, playing. Miss Janelle, Miss Janelle, can I get a hot dog? Can I get a hamburger? <laughs> so now I'm literally through the little hole in the fence Passing. feeding the neighborhood kids. Their parents were coming to me to offer me money like, you didn't have to do that. Thank you so much. I'm like, it's no problem. And from that, I think, I didn't realize it at the time, but that was just starting like, wow, this is this food so, mm-hmm. is going to take you on a journey like none so you've ever your, experienced. So what are your goals for those, for those kitchen? What, um, what do you see coming down the The line? biggest goal, of course, is to, to just be doing Nell's Kitchen 24-7. Like, right. like for that to really and truly, you know, unfortunately, right now, that's not the case, but that's not the not the goal either right. like eventually i would love to have my own storefront my own food truck i would love to be able to do this and to you cookbook. know, I know you the cookbook. cookbook has been such a it's just been something in my heart that i want to do but i want to do it the right way sure. i want to have something that i'm presenting that i feel like every single time someone opens up that cookbook they're going to feel like they're stepping into my kitchen with me 
Right. Like, mm-hmm. they're having a Nell's Kitchen experience. I don't want it to just be a recipe, ingredients. Like, you have to understand, you know. Absolutely. Like and and mm-hmm. food should come with a story. I, I know for me, there's so many food. stories associated <laughs> with food. Everything that I cook, or even in my family, when when they reminisce over, oh, remember when you made and such and such happened? Mm-hmm. And such, like, there's a lot of, even even events. We've had, like, events. I've had birthday parties, graduation parties. My daughter's graduation party was more of a success than I ever could have thought of. Kanala's Wakanda. We had a Wakanda-themed graduation party, and the food was just in abundance and plentiful, as it always is. And all of my family came, and my friends came, and her friends came, and everyone was so happy. And they were happy celebrating her graduation, but they was happy because of the food. Everything that came out, one of my aunts, who's so near and dear, she's literally known my whole life, and she said, man, your hands are blessed. What you do with this food, keep doing whatever it is. She said, I don't know what it is, and I don't want you to tell me. I just want you to keep (laughs) Keep doing doing it. And that, to me, that's inspiring. We have to encourage one another. We have to inspire. And I have a huge family. And we're all gifted in our own special ways. ways. Like I mentioned, my dad, you know, being gifted with his hands and doing what he did with his record shop. My brother is also very gifted with what he's doing with his edible treats business, Mm -hmm. his prince business. He's done mayoral campaigns. I mean, just the abundance of, to me, the experience that we bring the encouragement that we bring, the ideas that we bring and share. And my oldest daughter is working on her fashion brand right now. She's always been into it, but now she's actually turning herself into a brand. And I feel like that's from her watching me, but I got it from watching my dad. My dad, I'm sure, got it from watching someone else that inspired him. So we have to continue to do that. It's not just about eating. It's about an experience. It's about learning, always growing always wanting to grow and still staying within your lane not going crazy not feeling like you have to keep up with the masses and the joneses Mm -hmm. you see the plates when around thanksgiving time and stuff and everybody start posting their plates oh Mm -hmm. we eating good over here struggle plates came up struggle plates (laughs) struggle plates became a thing for a reason some of those plates and i love anyone who's willing to try Try just a little bit harder before you put it on the gram, though. I'm not saying we all have to be, you know, right, right. Magazine cover with yeah, it, some of that stuff. but Bobby <laughs> But I'm gonna need you to get that dry chicken bone off the plate or before you take the picture. Right. People have raw food, and everything. Yeah, it's crazy out there, man. And that, and and again, that's about understanding food. If you understand food, you understand that a turkey should be cooked before you eat it, like. You should be able to actually not see red yeah, or paint. Some of those places you're like, oh. So where um if people wanted to try any of these dishes or have you cater an event, how do they get in contact with you? I mean, I'm always available. Email Nell's Kitchen. Nine one eight at Gmail. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um my Instagram, Nell's underscore kitchen. You can DM me. I get DMs all the time. People will look at my pictures and they'll send me a DM. Okay, how did you do that? What did you do with that? I literally, a few weeks ago, I bought a whole oxtail that I butchered myself to make um, oxtail dinner. And one of my old co-workers 
sent me a message like, how did you do that? And talk slow. <laughs> like, she wanted to know exactly how I did it because of just how good it looked. I'm not opposed to sharing. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like this is mine. It's food. <laughs> I didn't birth food. We all have to consume it, though, mm-hmm. so why shouldn't we all eat good? Right. And you deliver also, right? And I deliver within reason. Okay. So I'm, I'm willing to meet you, but don't <laughs> hit me talking about, can you meet me at rest stop one off the tap? No, no, not doing that. <laughs> but we can work some things out. I, I try to keep it within a 45 to 50 mile radius because then it just doesn't make sense. That's generous even that, that far. And, well, I got to go that far. Most of my family is in, in New York, York yeah, so, so I have to go that yeah, far. My mother feels a little jealous because she's in South Jersey, oh. and that is way more than yeah. the 45, yeah, that's, that's 50 like miles. That's like a two-hour so and some change she, she, she does get a little uh, disturbed love you, Josie. We love when, you, when she sees my posts that um, she can't get any. But, you know, whenever I can, I, I try to reach out. And during this time, actually... I've been cooking for a lot of people who aren't even necessarily ordering from Nell's Kitchen, but I have an older sister who I love dearly who is a nurse, the one we talked yeah. about earlier. And after doing three doubles back-to-back, nice. she don't need to go home and be on her feet to try to also but feed herself. Yeah. So yeah. she's my essential worker because whenever I have a question about him with his health or if one of the kids or something, I call her first. She's my MP all day. Nice. So I'll make her food, run it down to her house, drop it off to my knees. Here, this is for y'all. Thank yeah, you. Cool. So I'm also trying to, you know, just, again, do my part as well and make mm-hmm. sure that the people that I know that are doing what they need to do are also being taken care yeah. of. You have, um, do you do custom orders? Or you have like a menu that you work off for people? I pretty much can cook anything. Um, a lot of people just go through my Instagram and they'll mm-hmm. see something like, I want that. Other people are like, oh, can you make me this? And it really just also depends on, you know, I can't get Baltimore crab that I could steam for you. Like, it's just, <laughs> we're, we're, we're just not there. <laughs> um, so as long as I have access to the supplies, I can mm-hmm. get to the things. If I could put it together, you could get it. Nice. DM me for prices, though. Right, right, right. Up, prices vary depending on the season. <laughs> just saying. Dope. So, anything you want to say in closing? Um, shout out to y'all for doing this. Actually, Shannon, I've already said this to you, but I'm going to say it again so everybody can know. This was just such a heaven-sent idea that you came up with to do No Ideas Original because, Rob, for years I've been encouraging him because we have these conversations sometimes at home, and I'm like... We should have a camera on us because the things that we talk about, we're both very thoughtful people and Mm -hmm. we can have a conversation and then some. So when he mentioned to me that you guys were going to do this, I'm like, this is the perfect platform for him because he loves to talk and he loves to build off of those ideas. <laughs> Keeping it a hundred, but yeah. you know what it is. Where did that, where did that, that come from? Episode one, I said that too. Like, where did that come from? And, she was like, and, 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 and here y'all are at episode 10 and doing something so phenomenal, supporting you know small business owners in the way that y'all are doing. That is so huge because in my opinion, we're all business owners. Because we are owners of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we have to treat ourselves like a business because when we work in corporate America, isn't that what they're treating us like too? Oh, yeah. So why can't we think of ourselves in that same way? Nell's Kitchen for me is going to be the way that I am able to leave something of myself for my family. They can run with it. They can just take the cookbook if they want and expand upon it. They can take the business. As long as they don't franchise me out like they did to Miss Sylvia. <laughs> who 
I'm still mad about that. I'm, I'm just saying, I, 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 I grew up in New York. Going to Miss Sylvia's was like Sylvia's a bistro now. It's ta- it was tables outside and everything. Yeah, they, and but, it, but it changed it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It took it. It took. I remember when it was a mom and pop. Like, you remember when it was yeah. a mom and pop? When you walked in there, yeah, the seats were crick. Everything was all the different restaurants at home. But everybody yeah. was in their Sunday best though. Mm-hmm. Like you went there, and you felt like you were stepping out, and you got the the. I want the essence of me to always Absolutely. be at the home of everything. Sylvia's, I think is probably sell like greens in a can or something like that. <laughs> in no, in the supermarket. Yeah. Collard greens in a can. Mm-hmm. Brown sauce. What's brown sauce? Ain't that the gravy That's not that pot liquor. <laughs> Like, come it's on. Not pot liquor. Come they on, start, man. They start selling pot liquor. We each other. So, so, it, so yeah, so I think for me, the future of Nell's Kitchen is for me to just continue to do what I'm doing. Absolutely. And I always do everything with love. Like I said, if it doesn't matter if I'm catering for a neighbor, a stranger, or a member of my family. It's the same each and every single That's time. Consistency love. is key. And I feel like everyone needs that, especially now. People are afraid to love each other. Mm-hmm. Why? It ain't going to hurt you. Yeah. And you can love on some food without killing yourself. Yeah, and we are killing if, if, ourselves. If we do it correctly, if we do it correctly. Yeah. yeah, we we um, what were we watching the other day with the whole? It was a family, two three siblings, two sisters and a brother, and between the three of them, they weighed like a ton. Oh, yeah. six hundred pound life. Yeah, and they and they, it's like they enabled one another because when one was eating bad, they all ate bad. And as a family, they all had to change. Just, and it goes their to show dynamic you how and change food, their mind. How food is emotional. Mm, of people, course, yeah. people when they're feeling bad or they want to feel happy, they'll go eat something. Yeah. It makes oh, this makes me feel good. It's like mm-hmm. how does food have that? To them, it has that connection. But it shouldn't be the only connection. No, I think, you know, yeah. having good having emotional somebody connections talk to. with other things right. mm-hmm. as well. Right. Again, that's the balance of that's it. Yeah. God bless you, Bri. Well, you, thank you, Niles, for joining us. We, we appreciate you. it. And thank you for the food, too. Oh, you're yeah, very welcome. Anytime. Down down. Anytime. I'm going to have an order for the missus we, coming we, through yeah, real soon. We're going to have to hit, hit you up for that, that red velvet. <laughs> yes, I, I, got, I, got, I got the order. I text you. I got the order. Jerk chicken. And rice and peas. Don't yes. ever let me hear you say peas and rice like that, okay? <laughs> rice, rice and, and peas. peas. Yeah. Yes. So this concludes episode 10 of No Ideas Original. Check us Ball out. We're budget, on YouTube now. Spotify. Spotify, iHeart, uh, Google, Apple, Stitcher. Yeah. What else? That's, That's it. it. All right. Peace, everybody. And the theater near you. Thanks. Thanks.